Springfield Stock 1041. Good Friday morning, everyone. It is a hero's breakfast. That's right. I know it's seems like it's a little bit early or a little bit late. We're kind of in the middle of the of the month, but um, uh, let's see. Yeah, next next Friday is let's see let's see the next Friday is going to be a very very busy day. We will be out here next Friday, but. Um, it's my understanding that the the few days before Christmas are pretty hopping here, and so we thought, well, we don't want to um, make things any more difficult than need be. And then I don't know. I guess is the yeah the last Friday of the month I won't be here, and so we're having Heroes Breakfast this Friday. Thought I'd give you a little background there. Totally necessary for you to understand all of that. Uh, if you are a veteran, you have till 9 o'clock to come out and get that free breakfast. That thanks to Scramblers. Also, air services, heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, Delta Roofing, and Serenity Honors. So, a thank you to all of them for making that possible. Uh, we're going to jump over to Jason Ryman here in just a moment. First, though, our good friend Ryan, A1 Custom Car Care. Good morning. Hey, sir. How are you? Fantastic. Great. How's the flying going? Uh, also fantastic. Excellent. When the weather's good. Yeah, for those yeah. If you don't know, uh, you are a pilot. Indeed. Indeed. Private. Yeah. You're not commercial. Yet. Doing red eyes when you're not doing uh, A1 work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, all right, well, what what do you got for us? Words of wisdom. Well, you know, you're about to talk weather, and I'm sure you're going to mention that there's a chance of snow on Monday. You yeah. know. You know, uh, Sarah sent me the weather, but I didn't even really look at it. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. That's okay. It, when, when, uh, it's coming whether you read on, it or not. Honest to goodness, the first weather I read during the show most mornings that you're hearing, I'm hearing it in for the first time as well as I'm reading it. Hey, that's it's early. Mm-hmm. That's it okay. Is. Yeah. That's okay. But just in general, that's you know that's the season we're coming into. It's the snow and the slick and the icky ice all over you know on the front of your car, and then we always talk about the easy stuff like you know four wheel drive doesn't mean four wheel stop. Drive slower. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, Dustin and I are really good about talking about keep your windows clean, not just the windshield. Everything you need to be able to you know, maintain that visibility and be alert. Um, you know, cleaning off the headlights and the taillights mm-hmm. so people can actually mm-hmm. see what you're doing, those sort of things. But there are some new things. Okay. New things right. to consider. So, for instance, you have a lot of cars now that have that lane detection warning, and they'll give you that blind spot warning. And a lot of people have become very dependent on that, right? Oh, so um, that can be hindered. Yeah. So, oh, nice. usually those sensors are a part of your side mirrors, um, or they may be a part of, like, the, the back pillar, that mm-hmm. C mm-hmm. pillar, that very most rear pillar of the right. vehicle. And so, if you have snow or ice or just, you know, funk and gunk that's covering those, you may get false signals you may they may not activate okay they may not pick up a car so you got to keep that in mind and then obviously now most of us have vehicles in some capacity you know maybe like you and i the wife drives the nice one you yeah, know this is accurate but uh that backup camera mm-hmm. is another thing yeah. that you want to keep clean and clear because they're notorious for all of that road stuff Grit. just building up back there and getting gross and then 
something that we're starting to try to take care of at, at A1 that uh, I never thought of this in this way. You've got your, you know, hey, I'm going to hit the brakes. That car mm-hmm. in front of you is stopping. Don't get too close. Let me adjust your cruise control. All those sensors for, like, automatic parking, all of that stuff. A lot of that lives in the bumper. And so you're driving along, you're not thinking about anything, you're getting all that ice and gunk and snow and everything packed up in that front bumper, and it's blocking those sensors now. Okay. You know, you go to parallel park, and it doesn't warn you, and you rip the bumper off. And ah. These are all things I don't really have to worry about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With uh, my wife, however, yes, as there you, you mentioned, the nice vehicle. And I, I mentioned this come wintertime because it was either you or Dustin years ago that mentioned it, and I thought... I, it's always stuck with me is when we do have the slushy stuff out there mm-hmm. and the wetness and we drop into the below freezing temperatures in the overnight if you use your emergency brake sometimes yes. if you pull it up during the day and it can freeze overnight yeah. into place and so uh, I suppose if you're going to be in those conditions you can as best as possible avoid using your emergency brake because mm-hmm. it could freeze into place yep it's always stuck with me. There you go. Well, and the the bad part about that is you'll undo it with whatever you have in the right. car. But it's still and in right. the back it's still stuck. Yeah. yeah. All right. Excellent. Thank you, sir. As always, great pleasure, Ryan. A one custom car care. Indeed, sir. We do have a look at that weather here coming up in just a couple of moments. And yes, as he mentioned accurately enough, there's a chance for snow coming up Monday. Details on that, though. Rima may mention it himself. Oh, we shall see. Oh, actually, you know what? He's on vacation today. That's right. I forgot. That's why Sarah's not out here. Uh, some news. Let's do that. First alert forecast, sunny high near 37 today, mostly clear overnight down to 22. A high near 50, 35, or a high tomorrow near 35 uh, with sunshine. Then Sunday sunny, high near 45, at 40% chance of snow on Monday, mainly in the morning hours, otherwise cloudy with a high near 39. Springfield's Talk 1041. It's a hero's breakfast here at Scramblers. The Friday Road Show, always sponsored by Affordable Towing. Now the latest traffic update. Streaming live, KSGF.com, American Transmissions, talk and text line 447-KSGF. Uh, we got two kids that are still out. Now, yesterday was the deadline for us to get the gifts in. And um, and uh, there are two that, uh, based on our record keeping, that have not come back. So if you do have one, or if, I don't know if, well, they're from two different locations. So that tells me that it's two different people. Uh, if you did get those those kids off the tree, if you can, bring them by. Uh, before 9.30 this morning would be best because Great Circle's coming by to pick up those those gifts. Uh, and f- uh, there were a number of you also that made donations for, uh, for cash donations for either kids that did not get adopted or what oftentimes happens is, you know, maybe there's a kid that had a few items they wanted and the person that adopted them was only really able to afford one of the items perhaps and so that let helps us sort of subsidize some of that as well and uh, um, so just a tremendous thank you but the generosity once again is just absolutely incredible and I always know it with you guys that it's that way but I stand there and I just look around in the this room that's filled with these different items and the fact that you it, it, you know it's not simply 
purchasing something online and having it shipped somewhere, but but you all head out to a location, you pick a kid, you go out shopping, you bring it by, and and uh, you know that's a lot more effort than it oftentimes takes to purchase gifts via Amazon or something. And so the generosity of time as well as money um, just you know cannot thank you enough, and it means so much to Great Circle as well. I want to talk about this, um, the latest with Elon Musk. It's such a fascinating thing to watch, largely because Elon Musk is a guy who is he's always been he's a pretty liberal guy, politically speaking. The, his uh, upending of Twitter is not an upending in a way that satisfies his personal political beliefs. Um, Twitter has, as we're learning more and more, has uh, been a censorship factory, um, booting people that were on the right. Uh, we've learned from some of these Twitter dumps that you know they violated their own rules uh, in order to get rid of conservative. Uh, individuals and voices and of course you know trump uh, even though we've seen in the internal emails they fully acknowledge he didn't break any of their rules but they booted him anyway and then they made up new rules so that they could ban him forever and all you know elon musk being somebody who is of the left his own again personal beliefs one would normally think he'd be like, well, well, sounds good to me, but he's not only not okay with it, but he's calling it out because he says, listen, we need to allow people to have these conversations. We we don't want to be a country that facilitates and encourages only one perspective and the demonizing and censorship of a diverse perspective. And it is unusual to have a person that is so proactive in their effort to fight for, uh, in this case, freedom of speech, when the people who are benefiting directly from that fight the most are generally in opposition to that person's political beliefs. And for that, I, I think it's um, I, I think it's just noteworthy. And there are a lot of people that rightfully... No, well, he's not. You know, he's not a conservative. There are a lot of conservatives that are hailing him as as some sort of hero, but you know, he's not conservative. And yes, that's true. What we tend to do when we we see a person do something that we like, we want to take them on our team, right? I mean, that's just because we're teams, we're this team and that team, and so we w- we want to. Uh, uh, accept them as being one of us <clears throat> because that's what we associate with um, praise. You know, we praise those who are one of us. <clears throat> and so some people, I think, forget that he's not a conservative individual, that that's not who he is. There are also those who believe that because he is not conservative, he should not be praised for what he's doing. I believe that perhaps even more so than normal, he should be praised for what he's doing, given that it runs counter to his own political beliefs. Not the freedom of speech aspect, but what it was that was being talked about. We, we really need to recognize when people who have different political beliefs from us 
and, and then we that we come together on certain issues. I, I mean, we talk about being a divided country, and we've always been a divided country. I mean, yeah, obviously, if we weren't a, quote, divided country, we wouldn't have political parties. We would not have elections because everyone would always agree. Uh, so it, it's not a matter of that. It's just a much deeper divide for a number of different reasons. But I do believe that one of the differences is that while we we did always have a divide, there were certain areas that we always agreed upon. Freedom of speech happened to be one of them. Increasingly, though, we see that there are people, and sadly, many of them are in media who benefit from freedom of speech and freedom of press. Uh, Many of them are in politics. Many of them are on the university campuses, and they do not believe in freedom of speech. They say they do, but then they give you all these caveats. Well, hate speech doesn't count, and bigoted speech doesn't count, and they tell you all the speech that doesn't count. Well, that's not free speech. I mean, (laughs) and... When there are people who are on the other side of the aisle, if you will, like the Elon Musks, who do still hold true to those values that once upon a time all of us did, like freedom of speech, then we we should celebrate and embrace that. Um, Not dismiss him because we don't agree with him politically, but at the same time, we also need not then label him as being on, quote, the conservative team because he's doing that. Now, there is absolute hilarity. I, I Part of me thinks that he calculates this ahead of time in order to get some people to expose themselves as complete hypocrites. And what he's done is he banned, uh, there were a number of people that are journalists because he says they violated the policy. It wasn't because of their opinions it wasn't because of hate speech but he has a there is a twitter policy that you cannot put a person's location and when they're going to be there and and so forth particularly individuals that are high profile uh, because of course that would uh, allow people to know exactly if they wanted to you know kill you for example and so that is a rule that applies to everybody it, it is totally quality. It's not a matter of uh, opinion, um, you know, when it comes to designating something as being hate speech or racism. But you cannot say this person is at this place right now. Here are the GPS coordinates. And evidently he says that a number of journalists did that. So he banned them. Now, you have some people like Ocasio-Cortez that are pitching a fit about this. Now, these are the same people that rallied behind Twitter, pre-Musk, for banning the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop. So the, the latest back and forth on this here in a couple of moments as we broadcast live, it is a hero's breakfast. If you are a veteran, you get free breakfast this morning till 9 a.m. Here at Scramblers, that thanks to Scramblers, Serenity Honors, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, and Delta Roofing, I'm Nick Reed. Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is joining the chorus of those criticizing Twitter chief Elon Musk after he suspended several journalists from his social media platform Thursday. In a pair of tweets, she accused Musk of abuse of power and encouraged him to, quote, lay off the proto-fascism 
Hours after he temporarily barred journalists who work for CNN, the New York Times, and the Washington Post, and others, um, Musk noted that the journalists violated the platform's policy not to share real-time location information when they posted what he called assassination coordinates. Um, Ocasio-Cortez wrote, take a beat and lay off the proto-fascism, maybe try putting the phone down. Um, Now... This is not to nitpick here, but again, uh, a lack of understanding definitions. Uh, fascism is when you have government stepping in and telling private industry what to do. So, for example, prior to Elon Musk, when you had um, government having weekly calls with people at Twitter, and and Facebook by the acknowledgement of, of uh, Zuckerberg with the FBI calling and giving them a, quote, heads up about the Hunter Biden laptop story. When you had the White House itself, Jen Psaki, talking about how weekly they contacted them and gave them direction as to what misinformation to boot off the platform. That would be the definition of fascism. When you have the government using its power to direct private industry in that way. Musk has done the opposite. He's kicked those people out. He has gotten rid of those people. He has said no more. So this is, again, one of those instances where some of these people need to get a dictionary and start looking up the definition of some of these words they continue to throw out at their enemies. Musk wrote yesterday, they, talking about those who violated the policies of Twitter, he said they posted my exact real-time location, basically assassination coordinates, an obvious direct violation of Twitter terms of service, accounts engaged in doxing, receive a temporary seven-day suspension, uh, and criticizing me all day long is totally fine, but doxing my real-life location and endangering my family is not. And like I said, again, the fact that some of those who are criticizing this the loudest are the same who praised the fact that the government influenced Twitter pre-Musk to ban the Hunter laptop story from being published or talked about or promoted on social media in the run-up to the election. Springfield's Talk 1041. i I'm Nick Reed. Okay, everyone, let's have a look at that first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvement. Sunny, a high uh, near 37 for the day, mostly clear down to 22 tonight. Sunny tomorrow, high near 35. Sunday, sunny, a high near 45. And then a 40% chance of snow before 1 p.m. on Monday with a high near 39. And I don't know, Sarah Myers, are you there? You want to take it there for a minute? Yes, I am here. Well, you know, the largest investment that you will make is probably going to be your home, which is why it is so important to take care of it. And that's why I recommend my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company for all of your roofing needs. Now, Josh and the Pyramid Roofing team, they will be upfront and honest with you whenever they come out to your home. They don't try to upsell you. They won't try to pressure you. They don't try to use scare tactics. They will just tell you exactly what is going on. Once they uh, 
come out, do that estimate, get on your roof, take photos and videos. Uh, They'll be able to tell you exactly what is going on. Maybe you don't need a whole new roof. Maybe you need just a roof repair. Either way, the Pyramid Roofing Company can take care of both of those issues for you. Get you on your schedule and make sure that you have a functioning roof before all of that winter weather hits. Now, if you do find yourself needing a new roof or just a roof repair, highly recommend the Pyramid Roofing Company. You can find all of their contact information housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. There's a a story uh, surrounding a Dr. Phil episode that aired yesterday. And first of all, I recognize Dr. Phil. I, I don't really watch him, but he oftentimes makes headlines because of the confrontational nature of his show. I, it's almost, I don't want to, it's, mm, I know a lot of people like Dr. Phil. I'm trying to choose my word. I, I don't want to give, uh, I don't want people to misinterpret what I'm going to say here. There is an element of shows like Geraldo used to have and Jerry Springer used to have that is also at play with Dr. Phil, and that is to have some sort of confrontation on the show that gets free news coverage. Now, it's it's obviously done in a much different way. Uh, the guests that Jerry Springer had on and the storylines were clearly much different than what Dr. Phil has on. Uh, but to me... It appears as if there is an attempt here to have shows that will get you free coverage in the news, at least at times. And I think to a degree this is one of them. But the fact that this is something that is occurring on a regular basis is very problematic. And here's the headline. Activists paid to call dinner guests racist, complain white woman tears derail the whole conversation. So here's a story. A, quote, Karen was bullied and mocked for her tears on Thursday's episode of Dr. Phil that featured two race activists whose mission is to, quote, get white women to acknowledge their privilege and racism. A woman named Ambrosia who was featured in a viral video a few years ago for feuding with the staff at a UPS store, partially due to the store's COVID-19 policy, was one guest. She was dubbed a, quote, Karen after the video, a word that Dr. Phil defined as alleged, obnoxious, angry, entitled, and perceived racist white woman who uses inherent privilege to get their way or police other people's behaviors. Ambrosia cried while describing the incident on the show, explaining that it was a difficult time in her life and denying that her behavior in the video displayed her typical personality. Dr. Phil's other guest suggested that Ambrosia's crying was a cynical tactic used specifically by white women to reframe the conversation. Race activists Sarah Rao and Regina Jackson found an organization called Race to Dinner, where groups of white women host the activists at dinner to be lectured about race and to be told how they may be racist without even knowing it. They also co-authored a book called White Women, Everything You Already Know About Your Own Racism and How to Do Better. 
Rao, who says she is Indian-American, described their first dinner event as a white woman Broadway musical, complete with crying, angry eye rolls, and said, as an aside, we saw someone crying just now while pointing an ambrosia as the audience reacted. Dr. Phil later observed, so you commented on ambrosia and essentially mocked her crying. Jackson, who is black, agreed by saying, yeah, while Rao denied that that was the case, saying, I didn't mock her, I just pointed out that she cried, to which Dr. Phil said, no, actually, you did. You actually kind of mocked her the story goes on but here's the point let me tell you i'm big into meaningful results what is your goal what what is, what is the goal in anything whatever it may be for example if you have marriage counseling what is the goal of marriage counseling i suppose ultimately the goal of marriage counseling is to take two people that are having issues and figuring them out so that they can live together more peacefully in a more more harmonious way or i guess figure out if there's no way that that can happen and then they can go both their own ways and live a peaceful life uh, what is just individual therapy? It's to feel better. It's, you know, what, what is the point of, of um, getting a membership at a gym? It is to end up having a healthier life. Okay, so asking what is the point, what is the end goal, is something that I think we should do more of. And it really needs to be addressed when it comes to these these issues of race and this whether it's critical race theory or situations like this where we are told one side needs to confront the other and ask ourselves what what is the goal if you have and and this is what is a big push for critical race theory for example it's well just getting white people to acknowledge that they're privileged that they're racist and so okay what what is the goal what what's ultimately the goal now to one degree, they, they will say, well, it's just to get them to ignore. Okay, let's say that they say, all right, yes, I'm inherently racist. Now what? Is that it? Is it over? Is there is there some other goal in mind, or is that simply it? Now, I would argue that it isn't simply the end goal, because there are tons of people who will say, yes, no, uh, I am privileged because I'm white and I'm inherently racist, and, and they, they will do whatever it is they can to, to, to prove otherwise or to, fo- or to fix themselves, but it doesn't stop. So what is the goal? I look at all this, and even the goal aside, what has the result been? Has any of this stuff where we, whether it's writing books or having shows or having Netflix documentaries about white people's problems and, and, and white people's privilege and, and you know, reliving history and being held accountable for ancestry and so forth, has it resulted in anything that is better for anybody? Are race relations better? Do individuals get along better? What I see is that it's much, 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 much worse. There is this toxicity that is that has been injected in our society where 
people who otherwise get along perfectly fine, have no issues with one another, have healthy, happy relationships, have this, this mean girl person over their shoulder whispering in their ear, telling them why it is that you shouldn't be friends with this person. You know, you know what, what, uh, what she said about you or you know what so-and-so did and you know why it is that you, you should hold her accountable for this. And it is this constant effort to turn people against one another. There is no benefit to that whatsoever. You know, there, of course, has been this huge push against critical race theory, or call it whatever you want, in, in, in the public schools. And it is, to some degree, I suppose, supposed to be assumed that the purpose is somehow to make things better. But has it? I mean, here in Springfield, now this is anecdotal, but it's representative. It's it's a good representation of what's happened across this country. Right here, you had a teacher in the Springfield school district go to a school board meeting because a student attempted suicide. A student who is mixed race because of all of this bombardment about white privilege felt so conflicted about being half white. This student tried to kill herself. Turning people against one another. Pointing out the negative all the time. Does nothing to foster healthy relationships. And it doesn't mean that you ignore the past. It's about relationships. Let's look at it this way. If you are in a marriage and one of the people in the marriage did something that they shouldn't have in the past. Maybe maybe they were abusive in the past, maybe they fooled around in the past, but it was in the past, and let's say it's the husband, and he said, no, I wanna make this work, and the wife says, I wanna make it work, uh, but clearly you can't just forget those things, so you decide to go to counseling so we can move past it. Now, in that counseling session, what do you think it would, the outcome would be if week after week after week, the counselor and the, all they did was bring up what was done in the past, constantly reminding him that's what the focus always was and making him relive it over and over and over again. That's not going to heal a relationship. That's not going to foster a, a, a healthy relationship between two people. Now, of course, you don't ignore the past, but simply dwelling on it on and on and on and deciding it, to focus on the conflict, to focus on the negative instead of focusing on the areas in which there are similarities and, and agreement it doesn't bring people together, it tears them apart. Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. Floors Plus in Springfield and Floors Plus in Nixa. 0% financing, 12 months. Uh, these are 
great crews, great products. They don't try to upsell you. It's a pretty simple process. You, and the order you do it in uh, might be a little bit different. You know, you can go pick out the flooring. They'll come measure, tell you here's what it'll cost, and then you go. You know, you, you book it, and then they do the install. Uh, I did a little bit different. I knew we were going to get new flooring. So I had them come out, do the measuring, and then it's very transparent in terms of pricing. I knew the square footage and then went to the uh, uh, the Springfield location and was able to do the math. Oh, it's four ninety nine a square foot. This is seven ninety nine a square foot. This is three ninety nine a square foot. And one of the things I love about it, you don't do the math, and then afterwards they're like, oh, but by the way, there's another two ninety nine for padding, uh, and then another $0.59 cents per square foot for this and so forth. It's just imp- simple. It is straightforward, and I like that. And they do a great job. So there's two locations. you got the Ozark location. You have the Springfield location. Again, find them under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. That's Floors Plus. So Jack Dorsey, uh, blame for government interfering with Twitter, admits he made mistakes. Uh, this has been a very interesting development over time, Jack Dorsey, uh, who was with Twitter as much of this was occurring, not all, but much of it was occurring. And he has come out on a number of occasions and been like, yeah, oopsie daisy. Many people have noted that shadow banning was taking place while he was CEO and, and while he testified before Congress that it wasn't. He was point blank asked, is there shadow banning that takes place on Twitter? And he said, no. Well, we know from one of the Twitter dumps that that, in fact, was not true. That the emails back and forth, the conversations, that the shadow banning was, in fact, occurring. In a new blog post, he criticized Twitter for not upholding uh, to certain standards when it comes to censoring content since the release of current Twitter CEO Elon Musk's Twitter files. The social media platform, of course, has come under fire. Dorsey outlined three principles he believes Twitter needs to adhere to without ever mentioning Musk. He said, number one, Twitter needs social media must be resilient to corporate and government control. Two, only the original author may remove content they produce. And three, moderation is best implemented by algorithmic choice. Dorsey admitted the Twitter when I let it and the Twitter of today do not meet any of these principles. He took full responsibility for uh, not fixing the problems that the company faces today, saying this is my fault alone as I completely gave up pushing for them those goals when an activist entered our stock in 2020. I no longer had hope of achieving any of it. As a public company with no defense mechanisms, I planned my exit at that moment, knowing I was no longer right for the company. Now, to me, it seems as if there's a degree of CYA, you know, covering your blank. Dorsey, to me, seems to be doing a bit of a public relations play here. And this is just my speculation. 
of saying, oh, yeah, I mean, yep, nope, totally agree. This is, and you know what, I, I should have done more. The reason I got out was because things weren't going in the right direction, and, and I should have actually stayed and made it right. But ultimately, you know, nope, I'm with you guys. Yeah, things are really messed up over there at Twitter. And, in fact, here are the things that I think need to be done, and, and there should not be censorship. We shouldn't let government interfere in any way, shape, or form. And I suspect he's any sort of potential legal problems that some Twitter employees may face, individuals who were knowingly and willingly violating the own terms of agreement. Because on, on one hand, you, you recognize, well, it's a private business. They can do what they want. But on the other hand, you have a user agreement. And there are rules when people sign up, rules that nobody ever reads, but nonetheless, there are rules. And they outline, you can get banned for this, you can be suspended for that, and so forth. Well, if you are knowingly banning people, censoring people who did not violate those rules, then you, you've got a real legal problem there. Because it's Twitter in those cases that are violating the terms of agreement, the contract between the user and the company. And I don't know that Jack Dorsey's not doing a little cover in his own butt here and playing this, yep, I'm with you guys all the way. Boy, things were really messed up, and I sure wish I had, I really wish I had done more uh, because of fears that he may uh, catch some legal problems on uh, all of this. So he's, he's trying to gain a little public sympathy uh, from uh, folks over what occurred under him when he was CEO of Twitter. Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. The American Transmissions talk and text line is 447-KSGF. Want to text in any thoughts, any messages, say anything mean, feel free to do so. Just, you know, get it off your chest a little bit. It happens every so often. Uh, we are broadcasting live this morning, the Friday Road Show, as always, from Scramblers, sponsored by Affordable Towing. It is a special hero's breakfast. In fact, there was a... Well, Chris Stark, one of our regular veterans out here, he's like, I didn't even know it was a hero's breakfast. Generally, uh, it's uh, closer to the, the first of the month, um, but uh, or the end of the month, I should say. But the, the final Friday, I'm going to be off. And the next Friday, it's just going to be a very, very busy day here, given that it's uh, the day before Christmas Eve. And so we're doing it today. Serenity Honors. Air services, heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, delta roofing, and, of course, scramblers. All buying breakfast, chipping in. So if you're a veteran, all you got to do is swing by here. Uh, you got until 9 o'clock to do so and get yourself that free breakfast. It, if you're not if you're not been here before, Scramblers is on Republic and National. It's in one of the little strip malls there. It's not too difficult to find, so swing on by and get yourself free breakfast this morning. Dr. John Lilly joining us in the upcoming hour. News in 60 seconds. I'm Nick Reed.